Hi, what's happening? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How are we doing on a Friday? Today is the 3rd, February 3rd, 2023. What's happening out there? How are we doing? How are we doing this week? Getting ready for a big weekend. And there's not that much going on this weekend. Obviously, no football. We got uh, very little hockey. The NHL All-Star Game is going on. So just some basketball. Not a lot this weekend, but uh, on today's show, we're going to talk our first kind of general brief Super Bowl preview. We're going to go over some basics. We're going to kind of set the stage because next week we're going to have our Super Bowl extravaganza where we're going to have other people on, other picks, a bunch of prop bets, our final picks, all that. Today, we're kind of setting the stage, setting the, the table for everything coming up next week. So today, we'll talk about the line, the journey, a couple matchup thoughts, my thoughts on the game, and I will give a couple picks to end today's show. Special thanks to Better Edge, B-E-T-T-O-R, like sports better, edge.com. They take away the VIG. So you, you're betting without the minus 110. Think about that. Essentially, you're betting risk-free with, with Better Edge. Now, you may think, how does this exist? How can Better Edge take away the minus 110? Isn't that how sportsbooks make money? But they're different. They're a trading system. They make money a completely different way. And they let you, the better, make more when you win and lose less when you lo- when you will lose. Check them out online, betteredge.com. Put in promo code SBD when you sign up for a free $20. All right, so uh, let's get to it. Super Bowl preview. Uh, the line opened up, Kansas City minus two and a half, and it's currently Philadelphia minus one and a half. So I want to start there and give my thoughts on that because it's really interesting the sportsbook's opinion compared to some early sports bettors' opinions. Now, the last couple of years, it's not really close. Vegas has made a lot of money. The Super Bowl is not something that Vegas loses money on. As a matter of fact, here, let me... uh, There was a great tweet yesterday. I have it saved here on my phone. So the most recent Super Bowls, this goes back to 2016. Here's how much money Las Vegas alone, okay? uh, Or Nevada, I should say. Here's how much Nevada has reported the last... What is this? Seven Super Bowls. In 2022, I'm going to go uh, most recent back. 2022, 15.4 million in wins, 21.5 million in wins, 18.8, 10.8, 1.2. So 2018, that was a bad year for them. They only won 1.2 million. Uh, 2017, 10.9 million. In 2016, $13.3 million. That's how much Nevada has reported in winnings each of the last Super Bowls. This is something that they do very well in, okay? So just just operate with that knowledge. The books don't lose in this. I thought it was very interesting that they opened up, they being the books, at two and a half. Now, we've talked about this before. The books aren't some end-all, be-all. They don't know a whole lot more than, you know, they know less, actually, than the betting public collectively. Um, Opening lines are not tremendous. Opening lines are not what the average person thinks they are. Sportsbooks are not geniuses. These opening lines are not great. So... I don't want to act like it's this huge surprise. The opening line was two and a half, but it says something that that some books out there thought that was the fair line. That was the good line. Kansas City minus two and a half. Meaning, on a neutral field in the Super Bowl, this is easy. This is very clear in terms of power ratings. You're not messing with any travel, any home field. It's very simple. Where are these teams in the power ratings? And a lot of these bookies thought it should be two and a half. Now, I actually tend to probably agree more with that than what happened because a lot of money came in very early on Philadelphia. Couple of theories as to what happened. Theory number one, a lot of people bet with a lot with a lot of money who didn't really know what they were doing. Because when the Super Bowl happens, the Super Bowl is one of the few sporting events every year where the public 
has an impact on the line. Okay, the public usually doesn't matter. It's so overblown. Oh, what side's the public on? Oh, the public on them. But it doesn't matter what the public's on because the public is generally not influencing the line at all. So unless the public moves the line a certain direction, it doesn't matter what side they're on. In the Super Bowl, the public can move a line substantially. What I think happened, either the public got on early, bet Philadelphia, bet the hell out of them, and maybe some good sharp bettors pulled a bit of a head fake and bet Philly early too to move the line. Because what we're seeing now is all of the serious money from about Wednesday this week on has come in on Kansas City. And what's the difference there? What does that line up with? Why does that matter? That matters because sportsbooks are slowly opening limits up. And the higher the limits get, the sharper, ideally, the sharper the bets become. Because some people out there who bet a million a game, it's not worth it for them to bet $5,000. They wait until they can bet 50 grand or 100 grand. So once they start betting and moving the line that way, we learn more. And what we've learned this week is a lot of those people have bet on Kansas City. So that's the journey of the line. It opened up Casey two and a half. It moved all the way to Philadelphia minus three and it's bounced back now Philadelphia minus one and a half. My prediction is it closes right around to pick them, but that's just my prediction. Let's look at some other outlets. Let's look at Football Outsiders, Pro Football Focus, and 538.com. These are all public outlets that have their own prediction process. I think it's interesting to see where each of them have these teams. Football Outsiders, let's look at team overall DVOA. By the way, if you don't understand uh, DVOA, Football Outsiders grades everything on a curve. So it takes into account your, your, your strength of schedule, your injuries. You know, it takes into account everything. I think it's a pretty accurate system. In their ratings, Philadelphia is the number three overall team. Kansas City is the number four overall team. In terms of weighted DVOA, where everything is weighted, takes into account offense, defense, special teams, Kansas City is number three. Philadelphia is number five. Uh, offensive DVOA, Kansas City, number one in the league. Philadelphia, number three in the league. And defensive DVOA, Philadelphia, number six. Kansas City, number 11. Uh, the pro football focus line has Kansas City... Wow. So Pro Football Focus has Kansas City minus three. Okay. Pro Football Focus has KC, the number one team in the NFL, and they've got Philadelphia number six. Uh, Kansas City Pro Football Focus has nine and a half points better than average. Philadelphia six and a half. So look, you may disagree, but there's a lot that goes into this, right? And Pro Football Focus has their own rating system. I'm not going to comment any more on that, but that's what they have. And then 538, 538.com is a prediction website. They have all different kinds of numbers, analytics. It's run by uh, Nate, uh, Nate Silver. And uh, they have the Chiefs as a 57% chance to win Eagles, 43% chance. So Pro Football Focus has Kansas City minus three. 538.com has Kansas City really close to minus three. I, in my rankings, have Kansas City about minus one. And the market right now has Kansas City plus one and a half. If that tells you where I'm leaning early, it should be obvious. I'm leaning with Kansas City early. And here's what I think is going on. I believe the public is overwhelmingly wanting to bet on Philadelphia for a couple of reasons. One, Philadelphia has been the best team this year. I don't think it's tough to say that the eye test, the statistics, Philadelphia has looked really, really good this year. But you know what? I think people forget Kansas City has looked just as good, if not better, given circumstances. What are those circumstances? Philadelphia Eagles, according to several outlets, 
have had the easiest schedule this year. And we knew this going into the year. We were saying this before the season started. Philadelphia has an easy schedule. We knew it. It proved to be true. It actually proved to be easier than we thought because some teams are worse. So Philadelphia, number 32 out of 32 strength of schedule. Kansas City had the number 11 strength of schedule for all the composite rankings. Um, I think that that too much is being made of how elite the Eagles' defense is, especially defensive line, and too much is being made about how pedestrian Kansas City's looked, how pedestrian their defense is, and the injuries to Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Let's start off with the injuries. I think that this Super Bowl, we're going to get two pretty healthy teams. Patrick Mahomes' ankle should be close to 90%. I think he'll be just fine. As a matter of fact, if I'm comparing Patrick Mahomes' ankle, and by, we're recording this on February 3rd, so stuff may change. But if I'm evaluating Mahomes' ankle or Jalen Hurts' injuries, I'm actually more concerned about Jalen Hurts. And I heard this on Mike Florio's Pro Football Talk on CBS or on NBC Sports, legitimate ex-players talking about this stuff. And what they said was, which would you rather have right now? Or which would you be more concerned about? Mahomes' ankle, which they agreed would probably be fine by the Super Bowl, or Jalen Hurts, who's had a lingering injury that's not real specific now for a couple months. I mean, Jalen Hurts was wincing every time he got hit in the NFC Championship game. They were still running him a lot. He just didn't look completely comfortable. So I actually, I would have more questions about him than I would Mahomes. Now, at the end of the day, I think they'll both be just fine. I think they'll both look great. I think they'll both be fine. But if you are going to say, well, Mahomes, the ankle, the injury, you have to mention both quarterbacks if you're going to do that. Uh, Travis Kelsey, by the way, should be fine. He got a little banged up. He should be good to go. Uh, my next point was this whole conversation, this whole narrative that, that's, that I'm hearing about the dominant Philadelphia Eagles defensive line and how Kansas City is going to struggle with that. So just from a pure X's and O's point of view, if there's one coach in the league who I trust to mitigate that and stop that pass rush, it is Andy Reid. They'll come up with a great plan for this defensive line. But let's talk about some rankings. Let's talk about really how good these lines have been and then go from there about what we can expect. So what I'm going to pull up are these football outsiders line rankings. This splits up offensive and defensive lines, and it looks at the DVOA, all kind of adjusted and unadjusted stats. So I like that. You get both adjusted and unadjusted. And it tells a pretty interesting story for what we've seen and what we can expect. So when you look at the offensive line, Kansas City this year, according to football outsiders, has had the third best overall offensive line. And when you look at sack adjusted sack rate, Kansas City is actually fifth in the league. 4.8% of the time, they're allowing it sacks for the adjusted sack rate. That's a very good score. By the way, Philadelphia in that same ranking is uh, 20th in the league at 7.7%. So just comparing offensive lines, if there's one offensive line that I expect to step up, make the adjustments, it is actually Kansas City. They've got a very underrated O-line. Their power ranking is tremendous. They're... they're uh, Second level yards, one of the best in the league. I mean, and then their open, their uh, overall open field rank, which means how quick are you if you're pulling guards, pulling centers? How good are you in open space? Number five in the league. So not only are they aggressive, not only are they third best in yards gained, they can move and they're quick, they're agile. Fifth in the league in open yards. All of this leads me to say, okay, how does it compare with Philadelphia's defensive line? Because that's what we keep hearing about. And I'm not actually here to make the point that Philadelphia has a bad D-line. I think Philadelphia has a very, very good D-line. But the question is, is it as good 
as people, the average fan out there thinks, and is it going to be replicated on Super Bowl Sunday? Defensive line rankings. If you look at the overall composite score defensive line ranking, Football Outsiders has Philadelphia 22nd. But you may say, Tyler, that's not what we're talking about. That's not what the average Philadelphia fan or the, someone going for Philly is talking about. It's about the line pressuring the quarterback. They get pressures. They get sacks. And I'm not going to argue with you there. Philadelphia gets sacks more than any team in the league. They're number one in sacks, 11.2% adjusted sack rate. They get after the quarterback. But it's about are they going to be able to get after Pat Mahomes? Can they mitigate what Kansas City likes to do? Or can Kansas City mitigate what Philadelphia likes to do? Because what I see here is a team that does one thing very, very well. But if you can focus on that thing, it suddenly changes the narrative for what we can expect out of Kansas City's offense, Philadelphia's defense. Don't get me wrong. Hassan, uh, Hassan Reddick, right? Hassan Reddick is an MVP candidate. I mean, he's like at 40 to 1. I don't think that's a bad choice. He's had an amazing year. This is an elite athlete. I don't want this to come across as I'm fading Philly. This is a bad team. I had Philly last week in the NFC Championship game. I made money on them. I think they're a good team. The question is, should they be minus one and a half neutral field in the Super Bowl? And I'm not so sure that's the case. And I just think too much is being made of this defensive line, of this pass rush, and what we've seen lately. And it's not as it's never as easy as, oh, Philadelphia has a great pass rush. Philadelphia is second in the league in this. Philadelphia is first in the league in this. We know that stuff. If it's as simple as, hey, Philadelphia is fifth in the league at this or first in the league at this, it's already incorporated in the line. And as we've talked about before, if something is incorporated in the line, it's not worth on us betting. I'm betting on things being either not incorporated or wrongly identified. That's what I think is happening here. The Pat Mahomes injury, what we've seen recently, Philadelphia looking amazing. But as I said, things often change with two weeks of prep. I'll take Andy Reid over Kevin Stefanski. Things often change when you're healthier, which Kansas City will be. And I promise you this, folks, there's a lot that the Chiefs have not shown this year. They've done a ton of rant, of, of standard, by-the-book offense. I think they're, they're going to have some wrinkles. And I'm not sure Philadelphia is going to have as many. Now, I'm not so sure that's going to be the case in terms of the wrinkles, the trick plays. But I just trust Andy Reid over Kevin Stefanski in this situation. So... I think the line rankings are really important. You know, Philadelphia does have a good defensive line, but Kansas City matches up really well. And you know what? No one's talking about Kansas City's defensive line. Let's talk about the open field ranking. Okay, open field rank, Philadelphia, 11th on defense. And by the way, that's just how much speed do you have? How are you, how are you in the open field? Philadelphia is 11th on defense. Kansas City is actually 6th on defense. So they've got a better open field ranking than Philadelphia. And by the way, you know that sack ranking, that amazing sack ranking that Philly had first in the league? Well, guess what Kansas City is? They're third. So this whole idea of like this one-sided defensive affair, no one talks about Kansas City's defensive line. 8.9% sack percentage and adjusted sack rate. That's good for third best in the NFL. I mean, Kansas City's got a good defense too. So when we start talking about all this stuff, I don't get the, this is why I don't bet on the narratives and what they're saying on ESPN. It seems like everyone right now is on, is on Philadelphia. And I just don't get the overwhelming point of view. Now, ask yourself a question. This is what I always say. Because I'm not also overwhelmingly Kansas City. I'm not here to say you're an idiot if you're betting Philly. You're smart if you're betting Kansas City. I lean Kansas City. I'm going to give it out as a pick of plus one and a half. But it's not some amazing play. I'm going to have 30, 40 bets for the Super Bowl. Only one of them will be the actual line here. But I just think that if you have a strong opinion 
and you think Philadelphia is going to come in and, and make Kansas City look bad, and this defense is going to dominate, and they're going to move the football up and down, why is the line one and a half? And if you think the line at one and a half on th- a couple Thursdays before the Super Bowl at this point is an inefficient enough line to be bad, ask yourself the question, what's more likely, you're wrong or the market's wrong? Chances are it's not the market. So let's give out a couple picks to wrap today's show up. Pick number one, we will give out Kansas City plus one and a half. I like that, and I think it's going to come down to a pick So we'll go KC plus one and a half. Also going to give out over 0.5 first quarter field goals at minus 115. I think both defenses show up in the first quarter. Both offenses may be a little tight. That's what we've seen several years in a row. And I think a field goal at minus 115 is a good price, right? It's about what they're charging. It's not about, is there going to be a field goal? It's about, is minus 115 a good price? I think so. So over a half field goals in the first quarter, minus 115, that's what we're going to give out for today's picks. Now stay tuned next week. We're going to have an entire Super Bowl extravaganza, picks from me, picks from other professionals, prop bets, all kinds of stuff coming up next week. So we'll have that. But uh, stay tuned for tomorrow and Sunday. We're going to have some quick picks then too as well. So good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. Hope you catch some winners. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily.